people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance, which means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Identify the most important thing that you can do that does solve the real problem, assuming that you know what the real problem is. Dayallday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, 
putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself. Go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is what to do when you don't have the money. Have the money for what? For anything. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a framework of what to do anytime you find yourself in a position of wanting or needing to do something, but you don't have the money. I'll get to that in a second. First, let me tell you a couple things. I have a daily motivation text that I send out every single day, free of charge. Everyone who's in my text community. You want to receive that message guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. Send a message to my number, 305-384-6894. Every day when I send out that text, you'll be receiving it. Second, my next live event, Working Your Game Live, is happening in Miami, Florida, where it is currently today, at this exact moment that I'm recording, 83 degrees and sunny. Tomorrow, it will be 84, and then 83, 84, 83, 85, 83, 82, 83, 83, and 82. That is courtesy of the weather app that is right here on my phone. I'm not making those numbers up, and the low temperatures is... Every number starts with a seven. All right. So why would you not want to come here? First of all, for the weather. Secondly, for the escape. Third, for the vacation. Fourth, and most importantly, for working on your game live, two full days, mindset, strategy, systems, and execution. You will leave that room with a full strategy and game plan for to move yourself and your professional career forward. Doesn't matter what you do for a living. Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. And third, you want to join my coaching program. I have only one. First thing you can do is go watch the free training. It's 45 minutes long at workonyourgame.net. At the end of that training, a button will come up for you to schedule a time to get on a call with me. Pick a time on the calendar, fill out the quick application. We'll get on a call and talk about where you're at, where you want to go, what your needs are. And I'll tell you what the program looks like and how we can get started if you are a good fit for the program. That is all at workonyourgame.net. Now, getting into the topic here today, what to do when you don't have the money. Now, the reason I'm making this episode is because not having the money whatever that means for you and whatever level it may be at, is a universal problem that every professional at some point will face. We will all at some point face the problem of wanting to do something and the funds are simply not available for us to do it. Now, this problem can come up even if you're on somebody else's payroll as an employee, whether you have a payroll and you have employees, if you're a person flying solo and you are the entire payroll, you will have this issue come up at some point in your life. I've worked with people in all three positions and the same problem pops up with Every single one of them. People who have jobs sometimes don't have the money. People who have businesses and they employ people who have jobs, sometimes they don't have the money to do certain things. And some people who run the business, they are the business. They do everything on their own. Solopreneurs, they have this issue where they don't have the money. So this topic here today is universal and it applies to everybody because this is the problem that can and will come up over and over again in your life and in your business. So make sure you're taking notes and actually applying what you hear today. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is what to do when you don't have the money. Number one, the first thing we need to do when you find yourself telling yourself, I want to do X, Y, Z, but I don't have the money. First thing you got to do is what I call checking your references, checking your references. What does that mean? That means making sure that the problem that you have identified is actually a problem and it's actually the problem. Are you actually solving the right problem? Oftentimes we think we have a problem that we cannot solve, but when examining that problem from a different angle or that problem is examined by a different person who has a different perspective, we come to realize that this problem is not actually a problem at all or it is not the most important problem. This is what I mean when I say getting the right answers to the wrong questions, which is what a lot of people do 
It's a mistake that a lot of people make. Oftentimes, when I get on calls with people who end up coming into my coaching program, I ask them, you know, what are your biggest challenges? What's the most important thing that you need right now? What's the main thing that's holding you back from getting to where you want to get to? And they'll give me their answer. But as I dig deeper into their situation and ask more questions and learn more, almost invariably, I find out that their real challenge is something other than what they thought their real challenge was. Oftentimes, we think we know what the problem is, but we have not identified the actual problem. We haven't identified what the real issue is. So we're getting the right answer, but we're asking the wrong question. So you need to find out and get help if you need with this. Find out if the thing that you think is the problem is actually a problem. Oftentimes, you will find out that is not as much of an impediment to your progress as you think it is. So, for example, somebody might say something like, Dre, I want to host a live in-person event. They want to host their own in-person event. But the problem is that in order for them to do that, they need to rent out an event space. Well, look, if you ask around and ask enough people and leverage enough relationships, you might be able to get an event space that you don't have to pay for. You might be able to get somebody to lend you a space that you can use that they're not otherwise using and you don't even have to give them money. That's it's possible, but you got to check your references and you have to ask questions and find out, is this thing that I think is slowing me down from getting what I want? Is it actually slowing me down as much as I think it is? You might be able to save money on it if you ask the right question. Many times the thing that you think is a problem is not actually a problem. When I was a freshman in high school, for example, I wanted to try out for the basketball team. And the tryout for the team at that time, everybody had to get a medical waiver signed by your parents the day before tryouts. The problem is I forgot to get the waiver signed at school that day. And I was already on my way home. I forgot to get the waiver at school, not signed because my parents aren't at school. I forgot to get the waiver sheet that my parents would need to sign that night so that I could use it at tryouts the next day. So I'm already on my way home. I'm on public transportation going home. And one of my classmates said to me, yo, did you try out for the team tomorrow, right? And I said, yeah. He said, do you have your waiver that you got to get your parents to sign? And I said, damn, I forgot to get the waiver. And he's like, oh man, if you ain't got the waiver, you're not going to be able to try out. So here's what I did. I took out a sheet of blank, loose leaf paper from my notebook while we're sitting on the bus riding home. I took my classmate's waiver and I just made a handmade copy of the waiver because everything that was on it was just like, what's the child's name? What's the parent's name? I hereby grant my child permission to try out for the basketball team. Then it was a line for the signature. All I did was just make one of those on loose leaf paper, took it home to my mother. She signed it. And I used that to try out for the basketball team the very next day. And this is again, this is before we had phones and we didn't have email to communicate with our parents during the day. So I had seemingly missed my chance, but I solved the problem by simply checking my references and asking myself, is this actually as much of a problem as I think it is? I used that to try out for the team. I still didn't make the basketball team, but that's besides the point. The coach, even that day when he, before we started trials, said everybody pass up your waivers to the front of the room. It's not like he went down and made sure each person had a waiver. I could have showed up without a waiver and he wouldn't even have known it, honestly, in the long run. And then the following years, they never asked us to sign a waiver. They never asked us to get a waiver anymore. So I guess this was some old stuff that they were doing. But he saw that waiver that I had made. He commended me like, hey, good job making something when you didn't have the waiver in place. Moving on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is what to do when you don't have the money. So the first point is just making sure that what you think is a problem is actually the real problem that you need to solve. It might not even have anything to do with the money, but we're going to get to that. Moving on to point number two. Next thing you got to do is what we call isolating the variable. What this means is identifying the most important thing that you can do that can help solve the real problem, assuming that you now know what the real problem is, and then putting all your mental resources into the most creative ways that you can address the real problem. Let me say that again, because that's a long sentence. Identify the most important thing that you can do that does solve the real problem, assuming that you know what the real problem is, and then putting all your mental resources into the most creative ways that you can address the real problem. 
So let's just say that you find out that your real issue is that you don't have enough money to do a certain thing, something you want to do. You don't have the money. Okay. here's the question. What are your best opportunities for actually getting the money that you need? Because we're not going to ignore the fact that, hey, hey, maybe you do need the money or maybe you do need. There are a lot of things that you can do when you have a certain amount of money that you can't do when you don't have that amount of money. So we're not going to ignore that. So what are the best opportunities that you have for getting the money if you needed to get the money? If you needed to get the money, how would you get it? This is a good question you should always ask yourself anytime you find yourself short on money for anything that you want to do. If I needed to get this money, how would I get the money without putting yourself in the worst position? So let's add that into the question as well. How can I get this money in such a way that I don't have to rob Peter to pay Paul? Like, so you don't want to take it out of this thing. And now that thing is coming up short so you can take care of this thing. How can you get the money without having to dip into anything else that you don't want to dip into? If you just had to make more money, you had to generate more money without dipping into anything else that's already in place, how would you do it? This is a great question that any of you who is, let's say right now, you got something that you want to do, you don't have the money for. Ask yourself this question. If I needed to generate the money additionally to what I already have in order to do this thing that I want to do, how would I do it? This is a really good question. It's a simple question, but it's a great question that you should be asking yourself all the time if you find yourself short on money for anything that you want to do. Once you know the answer to the question, you need to spend the majority of your time and attention on doing that thing or those things in order to get the money. Is everybody still following me? Once you identify what you could do to get the money if you needed to get it, you should spend the majority of your time and attention on doing the things that are the answers to the question. What would get you the money? So for example, let's say you needed to make $1,000 in 48 hours. All right, you need to make an additional $1,000. You can't take it out of anything you already got. You just need to go make $1,000 out of nowhere. And the only thing that you have for sale is candy bars that sell for a dollar a piece. So you got a bunch of candy bars that cost a dollar a piece. Let's say you got 50 candy bars. It costs a dollar a piece. You need to make $1,000 and you got 48 hours. Now, let's just say those are your only tools and you're not allowed to go to any other tool. The only thing you should be doing for the next 48 hours, if this is indeed the case, is selling those candy bars until you get to $1,000. Now, how do you get $1,000 from $50 worth of candy bars, you may ask? Well, you sell the 50 that you got, then you go back to Costco's or BJ's, re-up your inventory, buy them in bulk, and keep selling them until you have the money that you need. Simple as that. That's what you would do. Keep doing it until you got your $1,000. You shouldn't be doing anything else for 48 hours straight. All right, not even sleeping if that's what it takes. If this is a dire enough situation and urgent enough situation, don't even sleep. Just keep selling candy bars. I know the thing that you can do since this variable, I know this is the thing that you can do because this variable is not the candy bar or the product that you're selling, but actually the money. Another good thing is what's the way that I can make more money in a shorter period of time besides selling $1 candy bars. So here's something else that you can do. Instead of selling $1 candy bars, which means you need to do a thousand transactions to make a thousand dollars selling $1 objects, $1 products, there might be a better, faster, and more efficient way to get the money, but it will never occur to you if you never ask yourself the question, hey, how can I, instead of doing a thousand transactions to get a thousand dollars, how can I get a thousand dollars in one transaction? How can I get it in five transactions, $200 a piece, one transaction of a thousand dollars a piece? Uh, how can I get in one transaction of $5,000 and now I got $4,000 left over because now I used a thousand for the thing that I needed and now I got 4,000 extra. See, oftentimes the smarter we are, the more complicated we make situations and we make them harder than they need to be. Sometimes we just need to remove steps from our process and go straight from point number one to point number four and eliminate points two and three in the process. I'll give you an example. Some people who have coaching programs, like I talk about mine here on the show, some people who have coaching programs will send you through what they call a setter before you get on a call with the main person. The way that works is you, let's say you're interested in the coaching program, you call or you set up a time for a call, you get on a call with a person who's like an administrator or a staff member or a, an assistant or something like that. You get on a call with that person 
they ask you a bunch of questions. They try to find out how much money you're making, where's your business at, what are your challenges, all this stuff. They kind of interview you just to get a feel for who you are and where you're at. Then after that call, they schedule another call with the main person, whoever is actually going to try to actually sell you and close you and get the money out of you. So you basically go through two phone calls before you can actually give somebody money and sign up for the program, whatever the program happens to be. Any of you has ever paid for coaching, maybe you have talked to a person who does this. This person's job, again, is just qualifying and vetting you, making sure you're a good candidate. And it allows the main person, this is the theory behind this, having this setter, and setter just stands for like appointment setter. So the theory behind having a setter in your coaching sales process is that the main person, that would be somebody like myself, I can look more prestigious because it's like you got to go through an extra step to get to me. You got to jump through an extra hoop in order to get on a call with me because that extra step makes it look like I'm harder to reach. I'm harder to get to. And I'm making you take an extra step just to give you the opportunity to give me your money. I understand the value of this and I understand the appeal to the ego, but let's understand something. We're not in the business of appealing to our ego. We're in the business of making money and helping people get to another level. And the way we do that is by getting people actually into the program, not how many steps we make them go through to get in the program. So I know on very good information from a very reliable source that there are people who have tested this process of having the appointment setter as that extra step or not having the appointment setter. And you go straight to the conversation with the main person, the salesperson, whoever it is. And I know on good information that the people who have tested this process, I'm talking about hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars on ads in testing this process. They came to find out that they make fewer sales calls and in turn, less money when they add an extra step into the process because that extra step causes fatigue and it causes some people to not go through to step number two because they just didn't get through it. But if the first step was getting on the actual sales call, then hey, maybe you might make more sales. So people have tested this out and they found out that they make more money when they go straight to one call and close you right there on that one call than making you do two calls to get the sale. So that appeal to the ego doesn't act and that appeal to prestige doesn't actually translate to more money. So these are things that you should keep in mind. And this is, again, this goes to the second point here that we're talking about here today. The topic is what to do when you don't have the money. You got to isolate the variable, find out what variables you have. And are these variables actually helping the process or are they slowing the process down? If you don't ask the question, you may never even think about what you need to test out. And there are people, again, people have tested this process and they found the difference is that they make more money when they people go straight to the sales slash closing conversation rather than making them go through that extra step. Because a lot of people don't make it through to the second step if you make them do an extra, an extra. So you're moving that extra, allows people to get to the money quicker. Again, this has been tested. Nothing wrong with the theory that an extra step might help, but you test all your theories. All right, theory is not something that just automatically hardens into fact. You test it out to find out what works and what doesn't, but you got to isolate the variables. So you got to know what variable are we testing here? And if you don't know, then you can't test it. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is what to do when you do not have the money. Number three, get creative. Now, I can't take credit for this phrase as a metaphor for anything. This one is as simple as it sounds. It's not a metaphor. I literally mean getting creative. You should keep in mind that many people understand, as I've explained to you many times, that when you're in sales, meaning those of you who are, you know, you're trying to, people want to pay money, but don't have the money right now for the thing that you're selling, or you're in the business of making money as much as you are. This means something. This means many people who are in sales, you should understand that it's better to have some amount of money rather than zero amount of money. So when you're in sales, isn't it better to sell something than sell nothing? I would think so. If you're a consumer and you are buying things, 
you would rather come away with something than come away with nothing. So even if you can't afford the main thing, maybe you could afford something that costs a little bit less. But the salesperson has to be creative enough to notice this and make you an offer of something less because you're probably not going to come up with it on your own. You're probably not going to think of asking that question. And it also means that since a salesperson would rather sell something to sell nothing, consumers, keep this in mind, that salesperson would rather make some money from the conversation they had with you than make zero dollars from the conversation they had with you, which means people are often more willing to negotiate than you think they are. Salespeople will negotiate with you if you show a willingness to negotiate. And if you show an inclination to negotiate, they will negotiate with you because they would rather make something than make nothing. Many people never actually offer to negotiate because you are so paralyzed by the fact that you don't have the full asking price, whatever it is, that you feel like you need to pay that amount. You don't have it. So it's either all or nothing. But you never know what somebody will accept if you never ask. So for example, if you owe $100 fee to something, but you only have $50, you'd be surprised by how often somebody will just accept the $50. If you were just asking them if they would, like, look, I know it was $100, but I only have 50. Will you accept 50? They might say yes. They might say no, but they might say yes. But you got to ask them. Or you could even say something as simple as, look, I only have $50 today, but can I give you 50 right now and 50 next month when I get paid? Most of the time, people will say yes. Why? Because $50 is better than $0. But if you don't ask, they won't tell. And understand, though not everybody is able to articulate this, most people understand it's better to get a percentage of something than rather than 100% of nothing. So you should always keep this idea in mind as a consumer and as a buyer in the marketplace that people would rather get something rather than nothing. So for example, Right now, I'm in a conversation with somebody about an event space that I'm looking to rent out. Now, this person offered me a price on the event space. I did not like the price that they offered me. Now, I know that I am not competing with other people for the same event space on the same particular date, which means what? These people will be willing to negotiate. And how am I so sure? Because if I don't book the space on this particular date and this time, guess how much money they're going to make from that space that day? They're going to make zero. They won't make any money because... I'm not competing with anybody. It's not like it's three of us all bidding to get the same event space on the same day at the same time. There's nobody else going after it. So if I don't book it, they make zero. So the number that they offer me, they will negotiate on. Why? Because whatever number we agree on is more than the zero that they stand to make if I don't book it. So when I book the space, they get whatever I'm paying them, which is more than, again, again, the zero that they're scheduled to make. So they have no choice but to negotiate with me. I already know this. And this is my mindset going into the conversation. Oh, y'all going to negotiate because uh, what the, I don't have anything to lose. All right, worst case, I'll take my money and go get a different space. Their worst case is they don't have another person looking to book the space. So they ain't got no plan B. So you see how everything comes back to mindset, folks? This is a mindset that I take with me into the conversation. And if I need to say it to them, I even say it to them. I'm like, listen, who am I competing against for this space? Give me a better price than that. Because if I don't book it, you get nothing. I can book another venue across the street or across the neighborhood. I don't need this venue. And if I need to say that to them, I will. I probably won't have to because they understand this. Seasoned salespeople understand. They understand when they really don't have a, uh, a way to hedge their bet. And they pretty much have no choice but to negotiate. But again, making something is better than making nothing. Making a sale is better than not making a sale, no matter what the amount is. All said, let's recap today's class, which is what to do when you don't have the money. This is a universal problem that all professionals face. No matter what level you are at, you will come across a situation for which you don't have the money. Here are the things you do. Number one, First, you got to check your references. That means make sure that you are actually solving the right problem and you are solving the main problem. This is one of the reasons why people have coaches and trainers and consultants around them, because those people help you identify what is the real problem. It is often not the thing that you showed up thinking was your problem. It's usually something deeper than that that goes to a higher level of thinking. Point number two. Next thing you do is what I call isolating the variable. That means identifying the most important thing you can do to actually solve the real problem and putting all your time and attention on that. So if you need to make 
uh, $1,000 within the next two days and all you have is candy bars, you should be selling as many candy bars as humanly possible and only focusing on that over the next 48 hours. So the question is, what are your best opportunities for actually getting the money that you need and then putting your time and energy and attention into doing that thing? You can also, as a caveat, ask yourself, what's the way I can make more money in a shorter period of time besides selling $1 candy bars? How can I make $1,000 with one sale rather than $1,001 sales? The answers to these questions will never come to you if you never actually ask the question. So some people do what they what we call using a setter for their sales appointments, and it adds prestige and it serves the ego of the main person. But it has been proven through testing that doing so doesn't actually increase sales. And if we're in the sales and making money game, then we should do anything that is leaning towards making more sales. So if that's not working, then you got to kill it. Point number three, get creative. I don't take credit for this phrase as a metaphor for anything. This is one as simple as it sounds. You should keep in mind that many people understand, as I've explained to you many times, that people who are in sales and you're trying to pay money, but you don't have the money right now in the business of making money, they are in the business of making money just as much as you are in the business of making money, which means a salesperson would rather sell something and make some money from their conversation with you than sell nothing and make no money, which means you can offer to negotiate. Look, the cost of $100 only have 50. Can I give you 50? And we just call it a deal. Can I give you 50 today and 50 next month? Just say no to that. All right, just tell them that you only have 50. You can pay another 50 later. They'll probably take it. But if you don't ask, then they won't tell. And again, not everybody's able to articulate it, but most people understand it's better to get a percentage of something rather than 100% of nothing. Take this idea with you into the marketplace. So somebody offered me an event space at a certain price. I don't like the price. I know I'm not competing with anyone else for this exact space at this exact date and time. So I told them already, look, I don't like this price. I got to give me a better price. And they're going to send their main person or people to come talk to me so we can you know, see what we can work out. Why? Because I have the negotiating power because I don't need them as much as they would they might not need me either, but I need them less. The whole point is I got options. They don't. So this is my mindset going into the conversation. And you will notice here how everything always comes back to mindset. So three things for you to do now. First of all, text me to get my daily motivation straight to your phone for free. My number is 305-384-6894. Secondly, get your ticket to work on your game live. You like what we talked about here today? When we go on two full days on mindset to get you your foundation in place, strategies, having your plans of action. What exactly are you doing? When, how, and where? systems, the entity that actually will execute your strategy. You should not be executing the strategy all day. You should be just doing certain jobs. Your system is going to run everything. And then the execution, that's the accountability. That's the ROI. That's you making money. That's you getting happiness. You getting followers and all that stuff from the level that you performed that and the results of doing so. That is all at workonyourgame.live. And the last thing, you want to be coached by me, go to workonyourgame.net, watch the free 45-minute training, put your name and email in, watch the free 45-minute training. At the end of the training, a button's going to pop up on the screen that allows you to schedule a time to get on a call with me directly and talk about where you're at, where you want to go, what your biggest challenges are. And I will tell you, if you're a good fit, how our system can help you, what exactly is going to do for you, and why you should get started. ASAP. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation. I just told you that. 305-384-6894. Work on your game. Oh, yes, at workonyourgame.net. That's right. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 
nine four.